It's Monday, May 8th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. An SUV slammed into a crowd Sunday, killing at least seven people and injuring at least ten who were waiting at a bus stop outside a migrant shelter in the border city of Brownsville, Texas, police said. Shelter director Victor Maldonado of the Bishop Enrique San Pedro Azaman Center said he reviewed the shelter surveillance video on Sunday morning after receiving a call about the crash. The city bus stop is across the street from the shelter and is not marked. There was no bench, and people waiting there were sitting along the curb, Maldonado said. He said most of the victims were Venezuelan men. He said the SUV flipped after running up on the curb and continued moving for about 200 feet. Some people walking on the sidewalk about 30 feet from the main group were also hit, Maldonado said. Police did not know whether the driver intentionally hit people. In other news, the assailant who killed eight people at a Texas outlet mall was identified by authorities Sunday as a 33-year-old man who had been staying at a nearby motel. Three law enforcement officials who spoke to the Associated Press named the gunman, who was fatally shot by a police officer who happened to be near the suburban Dallas Mall. The official spoke on condition of anonymity in order to discuss details of an ongoing investigation. One of the officials said investigators have been searching the motel and a home in the Dallas area connected to the suspect. The official said police also found multiple weapons at the scene after the suspect was fatally shot. Dashcam video circulating online showed the gunman getting out of a car and shooting at people on the sidewalk. More than three dozen shots could be heard. Around the world, the Arab League agreed Sunday to reinstate Syria, ending a 12-year suspension and taking another step toward bringing Syrian President Bashar Assad, a longtime regional pariah, back into the fold. Some influential League members remain opposed to reinstating Syria, chief among them Qatar, which did not send its foreign minister to Sunday's gathering. Thirteen out of the League's 22 member states sent their foreign ministers to the meeting in Cairo. The decision represented a victory for Damascus, albeit a largely symbolic one. Given that Western sanctions against Assad's government remain in place, the return to the Arab League is not expected to lead to a quick release of reconstruction funds in the war-battered country. Syria's membership in the Arab League was suspended early on during the country's 2011 uprising against Assad's rule that was met by a violent crackdown and quickly turned into a civil war. The conflict has killed nearly a half million people since March 2011 and displaced half of the country's pre-war population of 23 million. Back in the U.S., President Biden's approval sank to a new low, an ABC News Washington Post poll found two weeks after the president announced his re-election campaign. Biden's approval rating dipped to 36 percent, down from February and just below his previous low in 2022. A significantly higher percentage of people, 56 percent, disapprove of the job the president has done so far, and a majority of the Democrats surveyed say they would rather Democrats pick someone else to be the presidential nominee. For Mr. Biden, part of the issue is the president's age and acuity. 26% said Biden, who is 80 years old, is too old for another term, and an additional 43% said both Mr. Biden and Donald Trump, who is 76, are too old. Only 28% said that neither is too old for another four years in the White House. And... 
As schools across the country struggle to find teachers to hire, more governors are pushing for pay increases, bonuses, and other perks for the beleaguered profession, with some vowing to beat out other states competing for educators. Already in 2023, governors in Georgia and Arkansas have pushed through teacher pay increases. Ahead of this week's celebration of National Teacher Appreciation Week, others, both Republican and Democratic, have proposed doing the same to attract and retain educators. More than half of the governors in the country, 26 so far, have proposed boosting teacher compensation according to groups that track it. Districts also report particular difficulties in hiring for in-demand subjects like special education, math, and science. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.